Welcome back, everyone. This is William with Celebrate Recovery Crossroads. Finishing up on codependence on the struggle from last month. Remember, we're reaching out to Baldwin and Escambia County in the hopes that someone will hear this podcast, someone who desperately needs to hear this podcast. I still offer the 251-677-8484 as a place for you guys to leave your comments, make recommendations on some of the topics that we need to cover. The topic we're covering on this podcast is the power I never saw. So please share, follow, or copy the link and send it to someone that you know desperately needs it. I have GS with me tonight. He is my co-host, and we will be talking about the power I never had. Uh, okay, everybody. First of all, I say to God be the glory in Jesus' name. Um, the power the power the power that I never realized it was going on was in the middle of my complete you know fully and I was fully complete at the time that that I didn't realize what was really going on in my life as far as the renewing of my mind went and how powerful it was and and that it was a lifetime thing. The, re- the reason why I didn't realize that because it was power operating in my life that I never saw. And the reason why I say that is because it's true. Now, I was completely t- committed to everything that wasn't like God. <clears throat> so recovery, you know, that was something that was never even heard of at the time. Now, I came to the realization of something after coming into recovery and after really surrendering to God and letting him change my life. And when I did, I realized I was that wood, I was that piece of wood in the fireplace that never completely burnt all the way up. And there was a reputation of the power that I never knew. And the power that I never saw. Simply because of the fact that while I was out there doing what I was doing, you know, uh, you name it, chasing women, running drugs, fighting, you know, doing everything, everything is not like God, ain't nobody no stranger to this thing, we're going to keep it real. Now, when I was out there doing all that, now the consequences of what I was doing and the problems that I was getting and the things that I was losing and the people that I was connecting myself with, I noticed one thing. I OD never died. That's power. And everything that I was doing that wasn't like God had a consequence to it. Even in suffering them consequences, I was not completely consumed by the error of my ways. Why? Simply because of the fact that the power that I never saw was the grace of God on my life. Not let alone with the call he had for me. So, everything that I went through, it wasn't for me. It was for people that I had to help. It was for the glory of God. It didn't have nothing to do with me. So that's why I counted all joy when it comes to my problems, my past. And even today, I thank him for the good and the bad. Simply because the fact that I work for the good and it's a lesson. See, I, I didn't understand 
that the renewing of my mind wasn't a temporary thing, it was a lifetime thing. Simply because of the fact that born a boy, trying to become a man, now, I was born as a baby, but throughout time, it took, what, 40-some years to, to get the man out the baby? And that, and that come with trial and error and anything else you need to name. That's contrary to what the will of God is, but the thing about it was, in order to find out truly what worked for me and that God was on the answer, I had to find out that everything that I was chasing out there was nothing, you know, and, and the whole life that I was living, it was worthless. You know, and that's a real price to pay. But the thing about it is, it's all worth it in the end because, see, I found out that re- the renewing of my mind took place, when it, you know, at the very time that I was born. It ain't no, it ain't no one-time thing where, you know, if that's the point, why would we repent daily? If we just miraculously, our mind miraculously is renewed just within 24 hours' time because we confess Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. No, this is a process to this thing. Process, trial and error, and then the past is the book you got to read in order to not only receive the powerful spiritual revelations of God, but to be able to see where you were, where you're going, and how you got there. You know? So earlier on, G.S., you talked about being that one piece of wood in a fire that never burned up completely. I'm going to ask you, because I used to be a huge fan of science, and we used to take candles and we would light them up okay and we would light them up and we would blow them out and we would watch a stream of smoke rising up in the air so my teacher asked me can you light it again without touching the candle and nobody could come up with the answer what does he do he takes the lighter and just about maybe nine or ten inches above that flame he takes his lighter and he lights the trail of fumes coming up off of that. And we all watch that flame gravitate back towards the candle. And it relit itself. Now that right there, to me, seems like something we can put into thought. Put that thought into motion. How does that work out for you? Well, it's like this right here, the reason why. What do you think restarted that fire? Well, I mean, being a fire, being a log in a fire, now if you're a log in a fire and you ain't burning, there's a reason why. And the first reason why is, first of all, it ain't the flames of the enemy that you that, that you being consumed by. It's the perfect flame that you can be in the midst of and to preserve you and you only take so much damage but the damage that you take it is what produced the change. 
Now the rest of the flame is the covering. And the covering, it's just like, yeah, the enemy can do all kind of damaging things, you know, to the natural sense of me. But my life, he can't take. So I'm covered by the perfect flame. That's why I don't never be completely consumed. That's why I don't look like what I've been through. You know? I don't look like what I've been through. And it's a blessing. Not a, it's not a, a, a boastful statement. I'm just saying. I mean, wasn't nobody but God because, you know, it's a couple of physical things that happened to me that could have took my life. But, you know, not only... Did God bring me out in time, but he allowed me to heal all at the same time, even in the midst of my truck. So, you know, that's the whole thing right there. And then, as I look back, the complete revelation of the fact that only God can change and, and, and only his way is the right way. But you got to think about it. All the lessons that I learned right today. And all the realizations that I came to in the midst of, in the midst of change, right along with the pain of having to give up my old way of living and, and, the, and the lifestyle that I live. It was painful to do that. You know, I went from being able to get up, no responsibilities, just doing whatever I feel like I want to do, going wherever I need to go and ain't got nobody to answer to, to having to get up in a, in a detox unit eat breakfast at a certain time, go to group at a certain time, got to study at a certain time, got to sweep, mop, clean, everything at a certain time, and then when I got mad about something, I got depressed about something, I couldn't medicate it with nothing, not even another human being. Because see, and then even after doing all that, I still had to come to the grips after God set me free from not using, gave me the strength not to use. Then I had to get the strength to get some spiritual power, faith, and, and, a, and a sober mind, which is a spiritual relationship with God. And after I done that, I still had to do things in moderation because I didn't want to turn my drug habit into a human addiction. So I had to learn how to love without letting another human being be my fix. So I can't let the relationship that God put in my life, I can't let my mate be my dope. I got still depend on God. See, that's the thing about it. You know, it, it, addiction cover a wide range of things. It ain't just about no drugs and alcohol. If that's just a symptom of my problems, then... You know, pretty much, if I lie to myself long enough, I can find anything to replace dope. Coffee, ham sandwich, energy drink, you name it. Anything that's a mind off the substance, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you think you can't be codependent on the wife, the girlfriend, Susie Q, you know what I'm saying, Brother Joe, Oh, yeah, you got another thing coming. Well, I'm glad you mentioned what you did because, you know, when I when I heard you talking about being that piece of wood in the fire, I thought you was actually going in a different direction, um, which is okay. But the point I had made up earlier about the candle, I just kind of like felt like 
a flame that was recently put out could so easily be put out and then relit by an external source and I would consider that source the power I never saw because really when you think about it you want to relight a candle you're going to go all the way down to the wick to light it but the fact of the matter is the science teacher took his lighter and he went 12 inches or 10 or 12 inches above that flame and just took the lighter lit it and then pushed it into the uh, fumes and we all watched as that flame just traveled right back down to the and 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 relit the candle and so I'm thinking to myself how easy it is to fall back into some of the things that we've been so hard addicted to something that we're so hardwired to how easy it could be for a collateral flame or a collateral spark to relight our fire of addiction. Yeah, but see, the thing about it is, God came to set the captive free. Why? See, I don't want... See, that's a dangerous thing to mess with. Because, see, one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to re-tap into the negative emotions of my past and cause myself... You know what I'm saying? To have an emotion relapse. You see what I'm saying? And start having the same old hunger for the old things I used to do. No. What I want to do is see, I use, you know, my past to, to take inventory of myself in the midst of my future so that I can in detail look at my flaws, my mistakes, and the error of my ways and use them to grow off of, not only grow off of, to be, to be able to use it for, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it's something to, to look at, to be able to really examine how messed up I was so I can help somebody else come out. See, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to wake no dead man up. You know, he, he been, he been bound. So whatever I bind, bind on earth, it be bound in heaven. He been bound. I pray for him to be bound. And God don't separated us. He got me on another path. He gave me new life, a second chance, and uh, your friend, a breath of fresh air, you know. So I, I don't want to, uh, you know, use the new me to put life back in the old me because that taking me back to square one. You know, I, I don't want to really do do that right there, that's a dangerous situation to be in because that's where you open the gate for them old spirits to come back in. And once they start living and breathing and and, and, and putting things in your head, you're in trouble. So going back to what I had said before um, concerning relighting a candle, it, it's really you're going to have to see something like this for yourself because then you would understand how super easy it is to fall back into an addiction or in this particular case take an external flame and enter it into your trail of addiction to relight your flame and so i'm only covering this because you know we had put the situation out there where 
you know, a, a log in a fire or a, a piece of wood in a fire can stay unburned because the fire is clean it's from the Lord and it's not consuming us but shielding us but in this particular case I actually thought GS was going a different direction with it and I was hoping that he was going to go in this direction but it's okay I'm going to give point and counterpoint so one more time just to recap blowing out a candle watching the fumes plume up from that candle then taking a lighter and then striking the lighter, creating a flame, and then taking that flame and just gently entering it into that fumes that are coming up from the candle and watching that fire just literally lunge back down to the candle and watch the candle relight, relight itself. So in that particular scenario, I wanted to point out how easy it is for external sources to reignite. And I felt like that was kind of like basically a, like a trail. The fumes coming up from that candle are some of the, the collateral damage that we leave behind from the addiction that we thought we had put out and that we thought we were free from only to find out that there was something else out there, maybe a loose end a loose contact that hadn't been in touch with us for so long and come back into your life and say hey with that little lighter entering into my little flame uh, or fume plumes coming up in the air and reigniting my fire of addiction <laughs> what what do you got to say about that, G.S.? I got to hear this, man. Man, look here. Let me tell you something, man. Look here, man. You want to talk about the, the lighter and the candle? I'm going to tell you well, I'm gonna tell you what happened to me. And it's a little, 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 open little story little, little about my life and, and how, how I got messed up one time. I came out of a, a uh, let's see, what it, what it was like, six, three months? Yeah, I spent like three or four months in, in, in a long-term program, right? So I thought I had it all wrapped up, tied up, and juiced up. I, I was going to conquer the world. I went inside the crack house, and I'm going to tell you about that candle and that lighter and them vapors. I'm going to tell you how it happened. Now, I'm sitting in the crack house now. I, I'm telling folks about Bill Wilson, you know, the man that was considered a hopeless case and all that right there. And anybody know about this, they know about Bill now. I'm in there preaching them about Bill, right? Okay, now I'm looking. First, I saw the woman with the lighter. She had that glass in her mouth, and it was packed full of that white dope. Look here. This is what happened. Man, she lit that lighter and held it all the way down to her chest in the fumes and heat. She didn't even touch the glass with the fire. And the fume and heat lit that thing up, man, and... and, and uh. Man, she blowed out 30 miles of smoke, man, and hadn't even touched it. And and my mind went to going bad after I seen that. And then this other guy, it was a candle lit, because they didn't have no lights. They had smoke, all that was up in smoke. They smoked all that up, light bill money and everything. Now that candle, they held it, not even five or six inches above that candle. And they lit another one. And I end up spending $1,400 of my stimulus 
in 15 minutes. Relapse, why? Because of the toxicity of that lighter, my past ignited the old man inside of me that caused me to go full-fledged back into the problem head first. That's the danger of messing around with a dead man, old emotions, old way of living, and going in old places and dealing with old people and doing things that the Lord don't free you from. That's it right there. And it can start from any simple little flame that you might want to light. You know, so, I mean, you know, we can moonwalk backwards if we want to, but playing a high price to live a low life, that ain't where it's at. So leave the old man alone and stick with God and the new man and you'll be all right. Now I'd like our uh, listening audience to look at this from the drug dealer's standpoint, from his point of view. He's thinking to himself, I don't have to touch you to light you on fire. All I have to do is identify some of the fumes coming off of you. And your fire is relit automatically. I'm going to try and find a link to the video I'm trying to describe to you people how easy it is for a candle to be relit and you don't have to be anywhere near it to see what I'm talking about, how easy it is to relight a candle after it's been burnt out. It's, it's the craziest thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sick with myself because I didn't remember this from a, a while back until that particular thought process was sparked off in the beginning of this message when we were talking about the power I never saw. If you truly understood the chemistry behind this process and all the teacher was trying to teach us was can you light a candle without touching it and the answer is yes it can be relit but from the drug dealer's point of view he thinks the same thing I ain't gotta touch you to get you back on what you were on and you were fattening my pockets buying my drugs all I got to do is identify what it is that you liked so much about it and entice you with that, and you're automatically set back on fire with your addiction. All right, this is William with Celebrate Recovery Crossroads talking about the power I never saw. Please tune in again on our next topic. What will we be covering at that point there, Mr. GS? If you're not sure, I would invite our, our, our listening audience to dial into 251-677-8484. And let's talk about some things that you want to talk about. Listen, Celebrate Recovery Crossroads is here for you. We want to talk about some of the issues that are troubling you, the listener, because there may be people out there that are troubled by the same thing. Again, that number is 251-677-8484. Thanks for listening. <laughs>